the Bible Study Podcast, episode 511. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study on the kings of Israel with King Saul. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to continue on this study on kings, and the first king of Israel is Saul. And we're going to start today in 1 Samuel chapter 9, which is the anointing of Saul. And it goes like this. There was a Benjamite, a man of standing, whose name was Kish, son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Becherath, the son of Aphia of Benjamin. Kish had a son named Saul, as handsome a young man as could be found anywhere in Israel, and he was a head taller than anyone else. Now the donkeys belonging to Saul's father Kish were lost, and Kish said to his son Saul, Take one of the servants with you and go and look for the donkeys. So he passed through the hill country of Ephraim and through the area around Shalisha, but they did not find them. They went on to the district of Sa'alim, but the donkeys were not there. Then he passed through the territory of Benjamin, but they did not find them. When they reached the district of Zuf, Saul said to the servant who was with him, Come, let's go back, or my father will stop thinking about the donkeys and start worrying about us. But the servant replied, Look, in this town there is a man of God. He is highly respected, and everything he says comes true. Let's go there. Perhaps he will tell us what way to take. Saul said to the servant, If we go, what can we give the man? The food in our sacks is gone. We have no gift to take to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered him, Look, he said, I have a quarter of a shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God so that he will tell us what way to take. Formerly in Israel, if someone went to inquire of the Lord, they would say, Come, let's go to the seer, because the prophet of today used to be called a seer. Good, Saul said to the servant, Come, let's go. So they set out for the town where the man of God was. As they were going up the hill to the town, they met some young women coming out to draw water, and they asked them, Is the seer here? He is, they answered, He's ahead of you. Hurry now, he has just gone to our town today, for the people have a sacrifice at the high place. As soon as you enter the town, you will find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. The people will not begin eating until he comes, because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Go up now, you should find him about this time. They went up to the town, and as they were entering it, there was Samuel coming toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him ruler over my people Israel. He will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people, for their cry has reached me. When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, This is the man that I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and asked, Would you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel replied. Go up ahead of me to the high place, for today you will eat with me, and in the morning I will send you on your way, and you will tell me all that is in your heart. As for the donkeys you lost three days ago, do not worry about them, they have been found. And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your whole family line? Saul answered, But am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel, and is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing to me? And I'm going to skip ahead to the next chapter, which is chapter 10. 
Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil and pointed on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb at Zelzah on the border of Benjamin. They will say to you, The donkeys you set out to look for have been found, and now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. He is asking, What shall I do about my son? Then you will go on from there, and you will reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men going up to worship God at Bethel will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, another three loaves of bread, and another a skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them. After that, you will go to Gibeah of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place with lyres, timbers, pipes, and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Once these things are fulfilled, do whatever your hands find to do, for God is with you. Now, the things that Samuel prophesies here happen, and then I'm going to skip ahead to chapter 17. Samuel summoned the people of Israel to the Lord at Mizpah and said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought Israel up out of Egypt, and I delivered you from the power of Egypt and all the kingdoms that oppressed you. But you have now rejected your God, who saves you out of all your disasters and calamities. And you have said, No, appoint a king over us. So now present yourselves before the Lord by your tribe and clans. When Samuel had all of Israel come forward by tribes, the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. Then he brought forward the tribe of Benjamin, cast clan by clan, and Matri's clan was taken. Finally, Saul, son of Kish, was taken, and when they looked for him, he was not to be found. So they inquired further of the Lord, Has the man come here yet? And the Lord said, Yes, he has hidden himself among the supplies. They ran and brought him out, and he stood among his people. He was a head taller than any of the others. Samuel said to all the people, Do you see the man the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among all the people. The people shouted, Long live the king. So Saul has become king. Now, it's interesting. There are two different parallel stories in terms of why Saul. There is the story in terms of the description of Saul, and all we know about Saul at this point is he looks for lost things, he's a head taller, and he's handsome. And that's the only description we have. The other parallel story is God says to Samuel, this is the guy. He first tells Samuel that the person who comes tomorrow, there's going to be a Benjamite who's going to come, and he's going to be the one. He's going to be the king that they want. And then he again tells them by, they bring all the tribes together, then all the clans, and then they choose basically by throwing lots, by casting dice. It's like a a lottery basically to see who's going to become king. But the idea here is with the casting of lots is that God determines what's going to happen. And God again chooses Saul. So Saul gets chosen twice in this account, one with a word to Samuel, and two, in everybody's vision, he is chosen by God by the casting of lots. First, Benjamin is chosen, then his clan, and then him. And so twice he gets chosen in here. It does not say why Saul is chosen by God. Now, there's going to be some problems with Saul going forward, which is why I bring up this point here that At this point, we don't know why God chose Saul. And all the people can see is, 
while this guy is tall, which does not seem like the good basis for a system of government. Although interestingly to note that here in the United States, we tend to elect people who are taller than average. There tends to be an impression that somebody is taller is a better leader to this day. Go look up the studies on that. But people who are taller are easier to elect than people who are shorter. And as somebody who is tall, I certainly understand the wisdom of choosing somebody who is tall when you're deciding who gets promoted or who gets leading. But if you don't happen to be tall, you may not see the wisdom in that. I'll give you that. But they wanted a king. They've got a king. The interesting thing about this will be to compare this when we get a few episodes in. We're going to spend a little time on Saul and on Saul being king and the upsides and the downsides of Saul being king. And then we're going to get to David and David and Saul will overlap. And in fact, the most interesting portion of the whole story of Kings will be this overlap and contrast between Saul and David. But it's interesting, the choosing of Saul, remember when we get to to the choosing of David, this story, because we're going to contrast the two stories when we get there. So I want you to remember this one. Saul gets chosen and Saul is king. So, so far, the people last episode say they want a king. And this episode, we read that God gives them a king and the king he gives them is Saul. And we don't know why. With that, we're going to pause here in this story. We'll take it up next week, and we'll look at the good that Saul does next week, or at least the success that Saul has next week. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.